0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Tuesday, January 19th, 2021. We are brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Call him. Take control of your dental health. 317-849-2933. Let's talk about the NCAA tournament, March Madness, Hoosier Hysteria, the entire tournament right here in central Indiana. I can't wait. It all starts on March 18th. According to the NCAA, they sent out a press release today. The play-in games, they're going to be played on March 18th. That's Thursday, March 18th at Simon Scott Assembly Hall and at Mackey Arena. The next day, Friday, March 19th and Saturday, March 20th, you're going to have the first round games. They are going to be played at Simon Scott Assembly Hall, Mackey Arena, Henkel Fieldhouse, Indiana Farmers Coliseum, Bankers Life Fieldhouse, and Lucas Oil Stadium. All these games are going to be played in the typical broadcast windows, and we know what that means. Like the first game is going to start at like 12.07 p.m., and the last game is going to wrap up late at night. It's going to be very, very similar to what we have traditionally seen in the first round of the NCAA tournament, minus the fact that it's going to be played on that Friday and Saturday. Then... The second round games, they are going to be played on Sunday, March 21st, and Monday, March 22nd. This is different. They're going to be played at Bankers Life Fieldhouse, Lucas Oil Stadium, Indiana Farmers Coliseum, and Hinkle Fieldhouse. Typical broadcast windows apply. CBS, TBS, TNT, Court TV, or True TV, or whatever the hell that thing is. It used to be Court TV. All right. Then we move on. So we play on Monday. Those are second-round games. Now the Sweet 16 is set. These games are going to be played on Saturday, March 27th, and Sunday, March 28th. These are going to be at Bankers Life Fieldhouse and at Hinkle Fieldhouse. No use of Indiana Farmers Coliseum or at Lucas Oil Stadium. The, like I said, those games are going to be played March 27th and 28th. These are not typical broadcast windows. Every single game of these eight Sweet 16 games are going to be played in its own designated TV window. So we're going to be able to watch all eight of these games back to back to back to back to back. This is going to be fantastic. What a party this is going to be, right, on the 27th and 28th. So you've got four games each day, each individually televised so we're not toggling back and forth from different games different sweet 16 games it's going to be awesome then the elite eight is going to be played at lucas oil stadium that will be on monday and tuesday march 29th and march 30th the final four is the following weekend on saturday uh april 3rd and monday april 5th that's going to be fantastic I can't wait. I think the NCAA has done a really good job with this. I don't know exactly how all of this is going to work, but I'm behind this 120%. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to be around it. I hope that there are fans that are going to be accommodated on some level, and I hope other fans decide, you know what the hell with it. We just want to go to Indianapolis and be around where all these games are going to be played and watch them in bars. Hopefully by then, bars are open. And we're having a good time together, like always, like we have during the NCAA tournament for time in memoriam, and that McGuire University has their party here for the final four. We need all of that stuff to be back. We need our lives to be back. Go get a vaccination, for God's sake. If that's what it takes, go do that. Tonight, really good college basketball action. Locally, you've got Purdue taking on Ohio State in Columbus. It's a really good game. Both these teams, Purdue and Ohio State, have won their last three, and they are each 5-3 and three in the Big Ten. Purdue is playing better than we expected. they figured out how to score the basketball a little bit. When they knock down threes, it opens up everything. You knock down a few threes, and you got a chance if you're Purdue. If you don't knock down any like they didn't against Penn State, You still got a chance because they beat Penn State. Penn State, speaking of Penn State, how about this? After the game, evidently, uh, Jim Ferry, the head coach there, went off the rails in some way, shape, or form. And Penn State has been fined $10,000 as a result. And uh, Ferry has been reprimanded by the Big Ten. And all the Big Ten said is, hey, you've got to adhere to our standard of sportsmanship and civility. And if you don't, this is what happens. So I don't know what Ferry did. I don't care because Purdue won. If he was salty about it, tough. You know what? Your program sucks right now. And Purdue's program's pretty damn good. So that's where it is. And that's what it is. At seven. By the way, yeah, that game's on the Big Ten Network. I think I mentioned that. Butler takes on DePaul at 7 o'clock tonight in Chicago. This is a key game for Butler, who's 3-5 and in the Big East. If they want to get to 500 in the Big East, and you better get to 500 in the Big East if you want to play in the NCAA tournament, they need wins against teams like DePaul. They need two wins against DePaul. This is one. And, And so I asked LaValle Jordan yesterday on a Zoom call. I was like, yeah, how do you get your team not to take DePaul lightly? And he said, well, that would be the height of immodesty. And we lost to them in Chicago last year. So it shouldn't be too tough. We got some new people on this team, but I'm sure that most remember that we got beat at DePaul. We are going to show up and we are going to compete this game again on the CBS Sports Network. Not a lot of people have access to the CBS Sports Network, but we'll keep you apprised of the score. And I'm sure that the Bulldogs are going to go into the Windy City and come home with a W. Come home with a win. It's a Windy City win. You kidding me? Um, Miles Turner, he's got a broken hand. He has a fractured, uh, a, an avulsion fracture on his right hand. It is stable. It's not going to require surgery. And so Miles Turner day-to-day. Look, at some point, all of this, these guys, if Turner can't go tomorrow night when when the Pacers host the Mavericks, you know what you got? You got a team without Victor Oladipo, and let's just say Karis Levert. So you're without whatever, the return you got for Victor Oladipo, in addition to being without Victor Oladipo. You could be without Miles Turner. You could be and will be without TJ Warren. And Jeremy Lamb, I don't think he's ready to go yet. Those are four integral pieces to what the Pacers need, both offensively and defensively. And they got to find a way to show up, and they got to find a way to compete against a pretty damn good team with one of the best young players in the NBA and Luka Doncic. That's just the way it is. You know what? What are you going to do about it? You're going to compete. You control what you can control. This is what you always do when you compete, right? Whether you're in business or whether you're in sports, you control what you can control. You work as hard as you can. You try your fundamental best to play or work as well as you can within the constraints of what you have been given in terms of physics. All right? Now, the Pacers, they're missing a bunch of points a bunch of rebounds, a bunch of, a bunch of blocks, potentially, if Miles Turner cannot go tomorrow night at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Uh, Tennessee fired its head football coach, uh, Jeremy Pruitt. And this, to me, is hilarious. I love this story because of my reaction to it. So yesterday, I saw that Tennessee was going to fire Jeremy Pruitt. They're going to do that today at 5 o'clock. And uh, they're doing it for cause because he has committed recruiting violations. And I thought, what? How many schools rat themselves out and, and bring down consequences on its own program because they ran afoul of some recruiting rules? Who does this? And immediately I thought, you know what? Good for Tennessee. I'm glad that Tennessee has done this. That is just wonderful that finally somebody is stepping to the plate and being honest about something. And isn't this wonderful? They found... In an internal investigation, that there were recruiting irregularities, and they're going to hold their coach accountable. And then it, it was like walking into a psychological brick wall or running into one. I'm running. I'm thinking, hey, good for Tennessee. Wah! Wait a minute. What was their record this year? Their record was three and seven. They wanted Pruitt gone not because of recruiting irregularities, irregularities, but because Pruitt. Went three and seven. If you have the temerity to go three and seven, bye-bye, and they're done paying these enormous buyouts at Tennessee, they're not gonna do that anymore. So they're gonna find a way to kind of leverage you out for cause because they don't wanna write you a big ass check. So whoever gets this job next, you better, you, you better keep it clean. And you better not commit recruiting violations. And good luck to you trying to win at Tennessee in Knoxville in the SEC without cheating a little bit. Without getting your hands dirty a little bit. That's what the SEC does. Do you think the other schools, the other football programs in the SEC, that they don't kind of turn a blind eye to recruiting violations? Of course they do. Minus Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt probably doesn't. And that's why Vanderbilt doesn't win. So now you've done this at Tennessee. You've fired your coach who you wanted gone because of three and seven. But what you're doing is instilling a culture of accountability for recruiting violations to whoever the new coach and making it impossible for him to win. That is going to be so tasty moving forward. Right, watching Tennessee lose, get railroaded, you know, by other teams, other programs within the SEC, you know, having their jocks handed to them in terms of recruiting, because the coach knows that if they lose and he cheats, he ain't gonna get his buyout, and he coaches they like their buyout. With a buyout, you can retire, you can buy a boat. And you can spend your time sailing your boat on the water and putting a horse on your boat and riding it around in circles and having a chef cook for you and your wife and your kids and and doing all that stuff, pouring champagne cocktails at dawn every single day because the buyouts are enormous. And that is good news for coaches most of the time. For Jeremy Pruitt, it's bad news. And for whoever follows him at Tennessee, it's really bad news. Because they're done writing the checks. So who's going to take that job? That's a great question. I don't know who's going to go coach at Tennessee. Tennessee, you will remember, beat Indiana 23-22 in a Gator Bowl last year. Just a year ago. Pruitt. He won a bowl. Everybody's happy. COVID hits. Things get weird. They go 3-7. and seven, And he's out of there like through a goose. And he ain't getting his buyout. And because... They decided not to pay the buyout. It's going to become very difficult for Tennessee to win football games moving forward, and I think it's hilarious. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. I cannot wait. 7 o'clock, straight up on Facebook Live, and then immediately thereafter on Periscope. Hopefully, we're celebrating Purdue win, a Purdue win and a Butler win, hopefully. We'll preview what the Pacers are going to do tomorrow night against the Mavericks. Maybe we have an update on the uh, availability of Miles Turner, although I doubt that. The Pacers really just sent their clarification on Turner's injury just a few minutes ago. Uh, and then, you know what? Periscope, we do Periscope immediately thereafter at about 7-10, 7-15. Can't wait. Also, Karis LeVert tomorrow afternoon. He's coming to Indiana, going to play for the Pacers after he gets this Whatever it is, this mass on his kidney taken care of, we'll talk to Karis Levert. Can't wait to do that. Supposed to be a really, really good guy. According to Dan Dockich, really good guy. According to Laval Jordan, really good guy. What two better sources of uh, quality manhood and basketball acumen could there be than Dan Dockich and Laval Jordan? We'll talk to you tomorrow morning.